Hi, everyone. Welcome to Being Patient Perspectives. I'm Deborah Khan, founder of Being Patient. After news that Biogen and its Japanese partner, Asai, uh, decided to cancel two late-stage clinical trials for Alzheimer's disease, um, we have asked Jeff Borgoff and his wife, Kimberly, to join us. Jeff was diagnosed with early-onset Alzheimer's, and he was a trial participant in the Biogen trial. And they both join us now from New Jersey. Thanks very much, Jeff and Kimberly, for joining us. Thank welcome. you. Jeff, tell me, how did you hear about the trial, the Biogen trial being canceled? Um, well, uh, I was uh, sitting in front of my laptop and uh, a dear friend of mine uh, contacted me who was also in the uh, clinical trial. And uh, he said to me, um, hey buddy, did you hear the bad news? And immediately, I don't know, it must have been some kind of uh, sixth sense or, or something like that, but immediately I, I just ha had this sinking feeling that he was going to tell me that um, the uh, aducanumab trial ha had been canceled. Um, uh, he actually found out about it um, through, the, through mass media and then uh, you know, I, I stepped away from from my conversation with him, and then sure enough, uh, it, it was just all over all over the news. Um, primarily, interestingly enough, it was uh, mostly on uh, financial news uh, platforms, which I thought was a little ironic. Um, yeah, I, um, I was also as well surprised to read about the share prices, thinking there's people behind those shares, um, people who have participated like yourself. Um, now, you were in that trial for three years. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I think I think this coming uh, week, this coming up uh, would have been my 36th uh, infusion. So that I think would make it three years. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to hear more about um, the participation in the trial, but Kimberly, um, you must have been shocked as well. I mean, your husband's committed um, three years of his life, and I, there, there must have been a lot of hope. I know there was definitely a lot of people counting or hoping that this Biogen trial would work. Yes, um, I, I truly believe it did help Jeffrey. Um, it was our hope. Um, it... I believe it did slow Jeffrey's progression down. Um, he is progressing very slowly. So my fear now is now that he's off the medication that uh, the disease will progress quicker. Um, I actually found out I was at work uh, at my day job and um, I saw a social media notification come up on my phone and I saw that it was Jeffrey's friend who's on the Biogen um, medication. And I saw it just said real big, uh, I'm very sad. And even before I clicked on it, Jeffrey was texting me to call him. Um, and I immediately broke down, ran out of my office into the hallway. Um, and it was a very emotional time, so much that I came home from work and uh, we kind of just held each other upset it was it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking uh it, this news it, 
It's hard to imagine um, getting such devastating news on social media. Um, you know, I'm, I'm frankly, I'm surprised that um, no one from from Biogen or from, you know, the the trial doctors um, informed you sooner. I, I don't think I can place any blame on the way this was communicated out from my my clinical trial. Um, a group, um, I they they most likely found out about this at the same time that we found out about it, um, and I, I think what hap may have happened is that they probably went into crisis mode mm -hmm. and started calling all of their um, par participants. However you know, you're not going to be able to keep up with the flow of, you know, mass media for them to basically make sure that they tell everybody before you get your news from social media. It's just, it's just I think, I think it just works too quick. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, we, we, we finally did speak to, um, uh, the doctor. The, the doc doctor called us personally. Yeah, and um, we have a very close personal relationship with our cl our clinical trial center. They're they're absolutely fantastic people, um, and I, I could genuinely hear the 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 sadness and the empathy in his voice regarding the cancellation of this trial. There, there's there was so much hope placed on this particular. Um, trial drug that, you know, I, I truly believe that it's it's created a ripple effect mm -hmm. through the entire um, Alzheimer's and, and, and dementia uh, community. Um, it's, it's that impactful. And um, what exactly did they tell you um, the reason was that they they canceled um, this late stage trial? From the best of my knowledge, it, well, the the clinical trial center um, wasn't they, they they didn't tell us over the phone. We actually we're actually going in to meet with them this week to discuss the whole process. This is not really something you really kind of talk about over the phone. Um, so we we have an appointment to, to to discuss the the finer details with them coming up this this week. Um, however, from what I was able to glean from the various media outlets was that the the drug itself wasn't showing the statistical data to to i i suppose to say that there was um uh it was proving to be effective uh which i i honestly um I, i'm bewildered uh by by that um because you know, for the last couple of uh, years, um, we've heard nothing but positive r results and positive reviews uh, about this particular drug. Matter of fact, one time, my uh, the group told me that if there was any clinical trial drug that they would want to be on, this these are the clinical trial folks that they would want to be on, it would be aducanumab. Um, so. so and earlier, Kimberly had mentioned that she really did feel like this drug was working. Um, I, I want you both to, to talk to me a little bit about that. Um, when you say you felt like it was helping, um, what, what does that mean? 
Well, the statistics for someone with early onset, younger onset, I'm sorry, younger onset uh, Alzheimer's is life expectancy of four to eight years. Uh, we are starting our fourth year um, and my husband is progressing extremely slowly. Um, when we first found out, my mind went right to, oh my gosh, I'm only going to have him for a couple years. You know, by third year, he wouldn't even know who I was. And here we are um, just progressing. We're, he's still progressing, but very, very slowly. So that, in addition to how he would feel after the infusions, he would, I would ask him all the time. I'm like, well, do you feel different? Do you, when he was on the, we weren't sure when he was in the blind study, whether he was on the placebo or the regular medicine. Um, I would ask him, well, how do you feel? And I would try and measure out whether I think he was on the medicine or wasn't because we were all praying he was on the medicine the whole time. Um, and he would have these reactions, not bad reactions, but he would feel very foggy. Yeah, it was kind of like, uh, kind of like heady. Um, uh, like, um, um, like a headache, like, or? like a headache or no, no, not a headache at all, but just very, um, almost kind of tired and heady. Um, uh, I don't really, it's very, it's very difficult to describe it. It's very, you're, you just kind of get really tired. Um, mm -hmm. and so, and so what, what I would do is I would normally after an infusion, I would nap for a few hours or, you know, possibly the next day. And, uh, and, and that was the only time I felt like that was, was when I had an infusion. Mm -hmm. So we were really thinking it's the medicine, um, along with his progression was, was so slow, but on the other hand, with him participating in this trial, it did take a toll on his body. It was a very long day for him. And like he said, a lot of times on his infusion days, um, I would not rush home. I, I work two jobs, but I always feel like I need to rush home um, after my second job. And I knew on those infusion days, I didn't need to rush home because he was already going to be in bed. Right. Uh, and usually the following day, I knew he was pretty much out of it. Right. So as a participant, you have the hope that all of this stuff you're going through, I mean, it was a long day. He would have a car service come pick him up, drop him off. We go for MRIs. I take him at 6.30 in the morning before I have to go to my first job for an MRI every two months. He gets PET scans. He gets all of this testing um, constantly, blood work. So it's a lot to be a participant in this. Um, so, you know, it, it, it kind of feels like, we, you know, it, it's just a lot. And then you're sick. You have a fatal disease and you're still getting up and doing all of this month after month after month, thinking that you could possibly be on the cure or at least, you know, Jeffrey would always say, well, I know I have five more years. I know I have five more years because they said this, this drug, he would be on it for five more years. Um, so that was our hope that for the next five years, at least we know that it was going to slow down the progression. So and, uh, I want to, I want to go a little bit into more detail about that because, um, you know, you mentioned MRIs, you mentioned scans, you mentioned infusions, Jeff, take us through this past 36 months 
And how often were you were you there? What is it? What does it mean to be in a clinical trial from your perspective? I mean, it would seem like a lot of time, a lot of energy. Um, tell us exactly what it was like for for the last three years. Um, well, on, on your on your infusion day, I call it the infusion day. Um, you know, get up get up early. Uh, the car service takes me to the clinical trial center. Um, you know, they, they do your vitals, uh, they take your blood, treat you like a, a queen or a king, um, coffee, donuts, whatever you need. Um, uh, they, they, depending on what the pharmaceutical company is requesting for that day, they may take uh, a few vials of blood. Uh, they, they weigh you again, they take your vitals, uh, et cetera. And then, uh, um, you sit in a nice, comfortable chair, and uh, you uh, they give you the infusion, which lasts about forty minutes to an hour. Uh, after that, you um, they take more blood, right? Uh, sometimes they would take more blood. They, it would depend on again what what, what the uh, pharmaceutical company would, was requesting uh, for the clinical trial itself. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then afterward, um, you'd wait a little bit, and uh, and then the car service would take you home, and then like. We, we just mentioned brief, briefly a moment ago, then, you know, I basically would rest for, you know, kind of like the, the next uh, uh, 18, 24 hours. Um, but uh, so that was once a month. But in between those those times uh, is when we would do all the MRIs. Um, uh, and uh, that's again, that's part of the clinical trial process is to have continuous MRIs to see what's going on. And PET scans, I think we did, I think, right. I think we, we did three PET scans uh, all, uh, in total uh, over the last three years. Um, but in addition to all of that is uh, you have cognitive assessments mm -hmm. along the way. Um, the initial cognitive assessment that I did, which actually got me into the clinical trial, was, was one of the things that got me into the clinical trial. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's on a, a, a uh, point scoring system, and uh, um, it was up to thirty points, and I, I think I scored a twenty-eight. A twenty-eight. So if you if you score a tw uh, be between a twenty-six and a thirty, you that that's that that's helpful for getting for getting you into the trial. And they ask you all a series of questions. Um, you know, if anybody's watching this and they've had a uh, uh, this test done, you know, it's a apple table penny. You have to remember those <laughs> couple of words. Um, repeat them back later on. A particular address. You know, what did you do? What did you do last week? You know, you know what, things that are eventful. You know, time of day. Where do you live? What state are you in? All of those questions that they, they kind of uh, ask you. Um, so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, and then um, and so uh, during that uh, process, I was kind of continually kind of scoring around a you know twenty six. Uh, mm -hmm. I think yeah, that's the but the last time we we did our th this exam, um, I scored one hundred percent, thirty out of thirty. So wow. uh, my wife thinks it's because I've memorized all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> however, he was rehearsing the night before. <laughs> however, um, this is all about memory, right? And if if I'm in the if I'm in there taking a memory test and I score 30 out of 30 on a memory test, then my memory is actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. 
So um, I'm curious though, and we're getting some um, questions from viewers. Um, I'm, I'm curious, and one viewer has asked like, first of all, how much information are you getting back? Um, like obviously you have the results of the memory test, the cognitive testing. Do you know what the scans say? Do, you, do they give you any of that information? And then uh, one viewer has asked, do, have they now that they've canceled the trial told you if you're a placebo or actually you were taking the drug? Okay, so the way it works is the first 18 months you're on the double-blind placebo-controlled. After the 18 months, they move you right into what's called the open label. So at four, uh, from 18 months to now, 36 months, I, I know that I've been on the drug. Um, what was the first question? Will we know the results oh. of all of the pets? So now we will. Um, uh well, we had asked the doctor yesterday if we were going to be able to get that because they also did genetic testing. Um, and the doctor said that he's going to have to ask Biogen and he's going to let us know. So it's not definite yet. Oh, it's not yet. definite? Oh, no. okay. I, I miss, it's, I, I miss it's not definite yet that yeah. we will be getting the results. Right. But during but during the, the, the actual clinical trial process itself, you never know. No. You never know. Uh, you, you never you know. Don't, you don't even know. You don't even know your genetic status. Like you don't no. know if you're E4 or if you carry one of the early onset markers. No. Now, um, they they have the information. The pharmaceutical has the information. Uh, the, uh, I'm not even, I'm not sure. Our memory center does have the genetic information. But they're not allowed to tell us during the during the clinical during trial. The trial. trial, trial well, they're going to see if they can also give us that information uh, on Tuesday is when our doctor's appointment is. And uh, the results of the PET scan and the results of the MRI are th things that you never know about as well. The however, the first PET scan that they took they did tell us, um, cause that's actually what helped get us, get me into the clinical trial. Um, the first PET scan, they did say um, that there was uh, four areas of my brain where the, where the beta uh, amyloid plaque was collecting, uh, but that's, that's the extent of the information that we got. Okay, and, and we know that this trial has thrown into doubt, uh, the cancellation of the Biogen um, trials has thrown into doubt the beta amyloid hypotheses. I'm just wondering yeah. where you two stand on that. Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of confusion out there. Science is even confused as to um, and, and debates how, what, the, what the right direction is and what to tackle. So um, what, are, what are your views on that? Well, um, that's a great question, uh, and it's a it's one that we're kind of uh, wrestling with at this point. Um, you know, I, I the 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 condition itself is the beta, the beta amyloid plaque, the, the 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 tangles, and the 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 buildup of the the toxic tau protein. Um, you know, I've heard in recent months that the the toxic tau protein is the worst of the the three issues um uh i i don't know the scientific all, all the scientific details maybe someone else on uh, on the stream knows but um i do know that the tax the toxic tau protein is another clinical trial that's actually being un undertaken now as well um so um you know, uh, Deborah, we're, we're at this point. We're we're really kind of wrestling with the whole clinical trial going. You know, um, 
going forward with any additional clinical trials for ourselves, uh, for, or at least for me. Because um, this, this is really, it's not just my decision, it's kind of a family decision. Um, because, you know, I have, a, I, it's not just me who has Alzheimer's, my entire family has Alzheimer's because everyone is so affected by it. So um, whatever I do, whatever actions I take, whatever things that, that I do, uh, it really needs to be kind of a family decision. My inclination being the type of person I am is that I want to continue on and try to go into any cl clinical trial that would, that would have me that could possibly be a cure or preventative uh, measure for, for this disease. Um, however, I need to really be sensitive to what my family wants for me. Um, and, and we feel that he has given three years of his life and we only have him for a couple more years. And we want him to do things that are gonna take care of himself rather than running himself ragged and doing the whole trial. Um, Jeffrey was on the most promising one. So the other trials out there are not even near where Biogen was supposed to be. Um, and are, are you, you know, talking we, about like the ban to 2401 or there, there's another trial out there that's that, that a lot of people are talking about? Yeah, uh, so I believe Biogen has two other studies um, uh, um, that they're work looking at or, or working with that are, I, I believe they're in phase two. Um, and again, we're going to talk to our, our, our clinical trial center about all of these things uh, next week and, and the potential of uh, additional trials. And then even again, like like Kim and, and the rest of my family don't want me to do it um, uh, any more trials. But I I yeah, I I just have this. I, I'm just the, the type of person where I just I I'm not I just can't quit. You know, I just really need to try to help. Um, but I also need to be sensitive to my family's wishes and 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 what they desire as well. So and so yeah, no, I was just going to say what you so clearly are um, pointing out to us is really something that's not talked about a lot, which is the emotional expenditure in participating in trials. It's not just being a lab rat, so to speak, and and getting these tests, there's an emotional component in there that's not often mentioned. And I think, Kimberly, that's what you're talking about. It's absolutely there, right. There's there's yes. an emotional component. Absolutely. It um the only way I could describe getting the news that it was stopped was heartbroken. I literally was heartbroken. Um it it is, it's emotional. It's you're constantly thinking, you know, you're trying to, um, you know, you're constantly observing and you're, you're, I'm one that I need to know what's going to happen next. And by not knowing what this disease is, is happening because everyone progresses differently. Um, I was holding on to the, to him being on this trial and it was slowing it down. And that was my hope. That was, that's what I was holding on to. Um, so it is, it's very emotional, very, very emotional. And even for our children and my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law who lives with us, um, it, it really ripped us all up last night and yesterday, just trying to um, wrap our head around this. And even I went to work today and I, I called Jeffrey and I said, how do you feel? Like, how did it hit you yet? And um, 
he he just said, I'm so disappointed. Like I can't even, I, I, you know, he's just very, very disappointed and, yeah. you know, it's yeah. tough. But, but I, I think what's important though, and um, I, I need to continue to um, remind myself of this is that this is what it's all about. This is research. Um, this is why it's called a trial, a clinical trial, because the research has been done and they, the hope is there that this will succeed um, in, in humans. And so that's why they take it through these different phases. So I, I sincerely believe that the last three years of, of my life participating in this clinical trial even as exhausting as it has been and emotional as it has been is and, and that it was just abruptly canceled like that. I don't think I don't feel that any of it's in vain or it's been a waste for me because my hope is, is that the information that has been gleaned from this clinical trial will ultimately serve the, the larger uh, um, scientific community for research for a cure for this disease. Um, I, I truly hope that nothing has, is going to go to waste or has gone to waste. Um, and, and also to whomever is listening right now, um, it, we cannot lose hope. Um, we, we have to continue to seek um, enrollment in clinical trials because um, this truly really is the only way that we're going to find a cure for this disease is by people um, who are willing and able to participate that they do try and enroll in these clinical trials. It, it, it truly is a must. And, and those people that do, um, they, they truly are heroes. They, 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 they truly really Absolutely. do want to, um, you know, nobody goes into this, you know, really thinking, you know, uh, just about themselves. This is about, generations of lives that that are that need to be saved um, and, and to help eradicate this awful disease. Um, so uh, I would say to people who are so heartbroken about this disease is not to lose hope and to continue to um, seek out clinical trials and to be hopeful that you know there is something else out there in the pipeline that that will hopefully uh, prove to be uh, what we're looking for. Now we're getting a couple of comments from viewers who are saying, uh, they obviously joined us a little bit late, but um, uh, one who just wrote in saying that she also knew someone on the clinical trial and found out you know, uh, with the news and they're asking, how did you find out? Now, Jeff earlier told us that a friend had call, um, called him and his wife, Kimberly said, um, she found out through social media. Um, it's obviously a way that that most people did um, with, with the news going um, so quickly and traveling so quickly. Um, after the fact though, they did um, speak to their clinical trial doctor who was, um, you know, very kind and, and, and very disappointed himself. Um, so I, I, I have, there's another comment from a viewer who said, you look, at, you look very well, Jeff. Um, you don't look like you've lost a lot of weight, which sometimes can happen. Um, you look well nourished. Um, do you feel healthy? 
I do. I'm a stress eater. So, <laughs> so anything I put on, a, I put on a few pounds. Um, however, I do know that exercise uh, um, is, is extremely important, uh, especially for brain and heart health. So um, I've been working on that. And um, uh, so, it, you know, what's interesting, uh, uh, more often than not, I, I get people telling me or saying to me, you don't sound or look like you have Alzheimer's. Which is a which is a frequent thing you hear, especially with someone uh, like me who's uh, you know early onset, uh, younger younger onset, uh, early stage. Um, however, it's like my wife always says: spend twenty four hours with me, and you'll see how I walk around in small circles sometimes. Um, so or even it, it's always it, it always amazes me how my husband is able to get himself together for an interview or a talk because before this he was out of it and we were telling him to just rest his brain so he could do this and then after this he will be out and probably have a difficult day tomorrow so whatever it is he's able to just get himself together um okay. Yeah. So we we hear that actually. Um, actually, a viewer has just raised a really interesting point, and he says, "What the heck happened to right to try? If Kim and Jeff think it's helping, and it seems to me it is, let them continue if they want." Um, I suppose that's not an option. But how, what do you think of that? Like, why not? If if you've been taking it for three years, why not longer? Uh, that's a great question, um, and uh, I'm right there with that uh, that particular viewer. Um, I, honestly, I think that's something that we will probably talk to our clinical trial folks on uh, Tuesday about. Um, we don't think it's an option. Yeah, but I mean, we'll the, 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 the pharmaceutical company really kind of controls that. Um, but uh, but you know, I, I I don't know the finer details of the law. Um, but if it is uh, um, something that is possible, then um, yeah, yeah, I think that's something that I would like to entertain. And then another viewer is um, saying, I was told that I have the genetic marker for Alzheimer's. I've been in the study for three years. My biggest issue is my short-term memory. Um, I guess, you know, the question is, Jeff, did you feel like you, you, you said you felt like both of you say you felt the progression wasn't as rapid on um, the drug, but what about your short-term memory? Did you did you notice that perhaps your your short-term memory was um, still impacted by the disease, or maybe not as bad? Um, any any observations there? Well, I, I think we know that the, the Alzheimer's, the disease itself, uh, attacks your hippocampus first, which is generally speaking is where your uh, is the processing unit of your short-term memory. Um, but in my case, it's actually built up in, in, in areas of my brain that actually affect my um, uh, speech and uh, my uh, cognitive, my, my multitasking, personality. my personality. Um, uh, and, and so, but my short-term memory is... It, it's starting to progress, um, but we're in year three or all close to year, year four. four. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, there, there, I, I, tell, I tell people that it's really difficult to articulate to a person how, how I'm changing, living with this disease. 
because, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, Deborah, it's because the organ or the, the thing that I use to measure that change is my brain. If my, if my brain is changing, if it's beginning to fail, how can I use that thing to make judgment calls about how I'm changing? It's just, it's really... It, you ask Jeffrey how he's doing, he'll tell you, I'm doing great. Things are awesome. And then I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> so because... That's really, that's really, tell us a little bit more about that. What are your observations? Because they always say, you know, talk to the partner to find out how the person is really doing, right? And so right. what are your observations on that? And that was part of the um, the Biogen um, protocol. Every now and then, like every couple months, they would bring me in along. Jeffrey would go in one room, I would go in another room, and they would talk to me about his progression. And it was always very interesting because Jeffrey, Jeffrey's very positive, where I am a very direct person. I, you know, it, I'm very direct, so I don't sugarcoat things. Um, and Jeffrey's always, you know, unicorns and lollipops. The world is just wonderful. <laughs> so we would, um, we would debate on how he's progressing. And I used to, um, uh, you know, Jeffrey, I've told you that. And he's just like, I have Alzheimer's. I don't remember, <laughs> you know, like different things yeah. like that. We would be back and forth. Um, Jeffrey's cognitive ability is what has really gone his, um, you know, to make a cup of coffee, to make oatmeal, he really has to think about the different steps he's doing. Um, to his anxiety level is just increasing and increasing. His um, his anger, his his ability to um, deal with small tasks, he can no longer do. So he gets very frustrated at himself, which in turn comes out in anger. Um, and then he, he can't control that. And then afterwards he feels horrible, you know, saying, you know, it, we're at that point where it's progressing and he knows it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's the worst part of it right now. Um, I almost want to get to the point where he doesn't know what, it, what is going on because then I would just have to deal with it instead of him also struggling with it. Uh, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, a lot of that. A lot of, uh, you know, for us to go to the park that's right around the corner, we have to get in the car and drive there because he's he can't cross the street with the cars coming. He gets too anxious. So little things going to the grocery store, going to the store anymore. It's that's a fiasco because he's like, look, you know, he's going off that way and every other way. And I just want to get in and get what I need. So he no longer comes to the store with me. Uh, church, it's too loud. There's too many people. We no longer go to church. We watch it on TV. So there's so many little things more than just the short-term memory. Now, the short-term memory we deal with too. I'll tell him tonight that, you know, tomorrow I have to do this, this, and this. Tomorrow morning, I'll tell him, okay, don't forget, I have to do this, this, and this. And he's texting me, you know, where are you? You know, well, and then I just say, you know, it's okay. I'm going here, here, and here. So it's um, it's a daily thing of a lot of little things, not just one major issue right now. But that's okay because we're dealing with it. We're we're learning. We are adapting, Jeffrey. Um, our normal life is constantly changing, 
And um, my mother-in-law who lives with us is absolutely fantastic with supporting us. Um, she's always my cheerleader when I come home from work and I'm exhausted and, you know, she keeps an eye on Jeffrey all day, um, <laughs> whether he likes it or not. <laughs> but um, we, we all realize the kids and my mother-in-law, we all realize that Jeffrey's changing and we can't get upset that he's changing and, and try and tell him you're doing it wrong. This is the way you should be doing it. Instead, we are adapting to his changes. And I really think it's working. Yeah. It's, it's causing less stress on Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, and and uh, a lot of times I see that and I express my appreciation for that. Yes. To the family. Yes, you do. I, I have to say that um, you you both are inspiring with the way your outlook and, and the way that you can articulate the reality um, of this disease as well as the emotional side to it. Um, I, I find it very inspiring for any of us who are, are facing Alzheimer's um, with a loved one. Um, so I, I want to ask and I want to end on... Um, you, your voice, um, you know, we, we talked earlier in this interview about how um, far the, the news coverage has been about the company, about the share price falling. Um, but I, I really want to talk about your voice and um, what your message is, having been a participant for th the past three years, dedicating a lot of your time to this trial. What do you want to say uh, to the pharma companies um, about the future? Well, I, I think uh, the, the first thing, um, uh, I, I'm actually on a, a subcommittee with the NIH. Um, it's a patient subcommittee. And uh, these are the type of things that we talk about. Um, and, uh, and that was actually brought up about how uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, and I spoke about, you know, how this information was basically disseminated, you know, around the world um, and patients found out about it from, uh, you know, the, the financial networks. Um, and, uh, you know, that that the efficacy of it just seems really um, askew. Uh, and so I, I think, you know, and the, I don't know how this can be controlled. Um, but I think really the, the, the right process should be because this is a this is not just about shareholders. This is not just about corporate bottom lines. This is about people's lives. Mm -hmm. This is about the the genuine um, uh, um, hard work of clinical trial participants and. Mm -hmm. We need a, a, a really a more ethical, um, uh, personable uh, way to receive this information, um, especially when you're talking about your life. And um, if, if there's any way going forward that um, the, the information from the, the biopharmers can be disseminated to the clinical trial centers first so that the patients can receive the in information gracefully and compassionately. I mean, that, that would really, that would make a difference. I, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you both um, so much. I know we we're having 
a lot of comments on this. Um, Jeff, if you could just visit the the comments and, and maybe respond to any that we didn't get sure. to, I'm sure our viewers would very much appreciate that. I, I wanna thank you both um, for really um, giving us the opportunity to understand your perspective as a clinical trial participant, as family of participants, as um, people dealing with Alzheimer's disease. Thank you so much um, for, for giving us the time and, and really articulating to us your point of view. I think it's extremely valuable and we're um, very grateful for, for this opportunity. Uh, our pleasure. Yes. yes, thank you for having us. Thank you. And we will post um, the this interview on beingpatient.com. Um, you can view it again on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and we will also have a print version of this for any of you uh, who who want to see who joined us a, a little bit late. Uh, in addition, um, please leave a comment for uh, Jeff or Kim um, in the Facebook um, group, and he will um, uh, read the comments later and and can return. Um, um, uh, a comment uh, at a later time. Thank you sure. so much, Jeff and Kim, for joining us. And um, thank you for sharing your story. We wish you um, all the luck and we intend on keeping in touch. So thanks so much for okay, joining us. Oh, all right. Thank you. Bye-bye.